Hi, Queen. Hi. How are you? I'm amazing. Today we have on Lee Tall. She's my bestie. One of many. Thank, thankful, thank God. I'm like, Brooke Hashem. Um, Brooke Hashem, for sure. Today we are unpacking something that for us feels very aligned for where we are at, in life right now. And I thought Lita would be the perfect person to unpack this with because she is also in the stage of her life where a lot of moving parts are happening, a lot of exciting opportunities are in the works. And yeah. So here we go. Yes, yeah. Queen. Do we do we want to start with telling everyone how we met our infamous oh, story? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Would you like to tell it? <laughs> so um I would say what, like two months ago. It's crazy that we've only been friends for two months. I know. Um feels like forever. Literally. Literally. From <laughs> um, the first moment. Cliche, but from the first <laughs> moment we just knew. Um, so we were at my boyfriend's like a dinner he was having and naturally Lauren and I both were like, let's get some, some wine, some Sauvignon Blanc. I, I cannot pronounce it for the life of me. Um, but the waitress was like, do you guys just want to split it? And we were like, like split a bottle. Yes, yeah, Because we're bottle. already like ordering the same right. exact white wine. Right. So we were like, yeah, like, of course, why not? Um, obviously, Lauren and I didn't check the price. Um, yeah, we not just us, trusted the waitress. Not us thinking that it was going to be like a $5 glass of wine or obviously, anything. Obviously not. But like, we <laughs> thought it'd be like a little something, but it wasn't like what it expected it to be. Right. And for two, like... I'm like, I'm 26. Yeah. You're, well, I wasn't really, like, you know, I wasn't <laughs> thinking. I was just, I'm like, I'm 23. There you go. So, um, like, we'll have to introduce me after this. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or we can just, or we don't have to. That's fine, too. Um, so, yeah, we like finished our wine. Obviously, we were both like very tipsy off of a glass of wine. And yeah. I think we started, you know, connecting and laughing. And it was, it was already off to a great start. And then the check came around. Um, and I just like covered it on my card. Um, and then the next day I like looked at, you know, the statement, my, the statement and I was like, oh, it's, it's $60. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, mm, did not know that. That's fine. Yeah. First um, time for both of us. First time for both of us. It was good wine. Um, really and, good. Yeah. Lovely to share. Really good. <laughs> so it's $60 and I was like, you know what? I think as much as I would love to cover it, I just I just don't know if I can afford Oh, that. girl, I was... No, no, no. Okay, wait, let me just... Right. Let me just... I don't know if you know this part, but so the waitress would... She was coming over to each of us because she was like handing out the bill and stuff. And she was like, okay, so you can't split the bottle on two separate tabs. So you right. either have to put on yours or on hers. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know. I'm just like... Uh, uh, like, I don't know, me, uh. <laughs> and then so they ended up putting on yours right and then yeah that's how the 60 dollars happened and then right lychee so i'll take so yes. so i okay. was i was like nervous i was like i feel weird asking her to venmo me i feel bad we just met we just met like obviously <laughs> like i was in love with her at first sight but i was like still kind of like i don't know so then like you know i built up the courage and i was like okay i'm just gonna text her and be like hey like can I Venmo request you? Lauren, I feel like you could take it away from here. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> so then I got this idea to make a TikTok. And what I did was I used the green screen option where you can 
use a screenshot, a photo, whatever, and put that on your background and then have yourself as a photo, not a photo, a video of yourself, whether you're talking or not, whatever. And what I did was I had, oops, I did it again, playing in the background. And I had my face just kind of like doing like a shrug situation. But literally that video now has, um, I want to say like, 195,000 crazy it's always it's always the most like random simple simple dumbest like thoughtless videos that just perform so well yeah and I feel like that's something that we've kind of talked about that's frustrating because it's like sometimes we put so much effort into all this content and then a video that you're just, it's so mindless, just gets so many likes and attention. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? Yes. But I feel so. like also um, with TikTok and everything, like it kind of reminds you that TikTok is a platform that is different than Instagram, different right. than this, different than that. Right. And it does serve the purpose of showing up, being yourself and authenticity for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like people just really identifying with that, I think, you know, so the best part also was the comment section, the comment section. Oh my gosh. The comment section. I mean, if you look at anyone's videos on TikTok, people always have just the most insane things to say. And I think that's also something that's a little scary about TikTok. Sometimes people obviously just hide behind some random username and random, you know, blank profile picture and can just say these horrible things um but yeah no that video you posted people were taking it so literally like they were calling lauren out saying that she's like a terrible friend coming to the conclusion that she didn't pay me which is just was not what happened um and of course lauren we were just kind of laughing we're like this is ridiculous we know our truth like we don't need to feed into this um, but it was crazy. Laura, do you, you want to read some of yes, the comments? I wanted to pull up like <laughs> the straight up content section so I could read it verbatim. Um, so I wanted to also say that um, Lital and I were literally like, oh my gosh, we have to make a response video because people think we're bitches. Like <laughs> people think we're like not nice. And right. I'm just like, no, 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 no. No. So we don't um, feed into that. No, no, we don't feed into that. And also luckily like one of the people who saw the video commented something that was so helpful for us and we didn't have to make a response video and the comment was as follows guys i think the point of the video is that she thought it was funny they didn't realize it was so expensive i don't think she's trying to be rude (laughs) 81 people liked it thank you thank you to those 81 people thank you to whoever commented that yes it's um days of samar Days of Samar. Like Thank summer you so with an much. A. We should hire her as our, our PR person, I think. <laughs> Just for us. Just like, for us. For the two of us. For the right. brand that for we the don't have yet. That we don't have. <laughs> yeah. I, we should be in contact with yes. her people, maybe. She's like apparently our number one hype woman, I would say. <laughs> our number one fan. Bring her on the pod, Lauren. Literally. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but like, so wild. Um, And that was literally February 4th, guys. That February was the 4th. First, that was, first day we met each other. Yeah. February 4th. So I think, did you make it that night or you made the next morning? We probably made the next morning. The next morning. So yeah. we met, right. So we met February 3rd. Um, and Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Math. You guys know I don't do math. <laughs> um, but yeah, yes. no. So that's our, that's our story of meeting. Yeah. Um, 
yeah wow feels like a long time ago literally i mean i remember like bonding with you and then all of a sudden the wine thing happened and luckily my birthday was that month so i was like come to my birthday bring jesse like yeah. who's her friend who was visiting with her yeah. and Lita was here for six weeks and i got to see her on and off and like during that time we bonded it became yeah besties. so and yeah right so what what happened was i work remotely um and i was kind of I feel like in like a very stagnant place in my life, just kind of feeling, I guess, we you know, with the pandemic, um, I graduated college in May of 2021. Um, like my last year and a half of college was sitting in my bedroom at home doing my classes over Zoom. Um, like I left school just to, you know, stay at home since COVID was so bad. Um, so, and then I started work like right after I graduated, um, remotely as well. So I feel like the last like two years of my life, um, were just kind of like, you know, sitting in my house, working remotely, doing school remotely. And I was starting to feel very like I needed something different. I needed to like challenge myself. I just needed to get away. Like it was just a feeling of like, I need to do this. It's not that I want to, like I need to for myself, for my mental health, just for everything um so luckily I was you know really grateful that I was able to work and travel um so my friend and I we came to San Diego for six weeks um rented an Airbnb right across from the beach right across from the beach she um, did it right they did it right guys we did it right it, it you know we did do a lot of planning I think I actually searched through every single airbnb in all of san diego um yeah it was definitely an exhausting process i was messaging the airbnb host trying to trying to make some deals trying to bring out the israeli in me yeah (laughs) i was like dead wait you negotiated (laughs) with airbnb people i i did negotiate with the airbnb people that was possible i I just think it's if you don't ask you're never yes it's why not i mean i i was ghosted um by a few airbnb hosts i will say um but the one that did not ghost me gave me a great deal. Um, I mean, obviously it was it wasn't the cheapest, but it was worth it. Um, so yeah, came for six weeks, worked remotely, um, worked East Coast hours on the West Coast coast, which is honestly amazing because yeah. you have like a whole day to yes. be able to live your life and do things. Hundred percent. You're um, done by what time? Like so three? I was on by like three. Yeah. yeah. I basically worked like seven to three instead yeah. of six to two. I think six would have been a little bit too early for me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, also because we'll go into it later, but she loves to work out and be healthy and be a queen. So we'll go into that later. But which San Diego is so perfect for because everyone here is just so active and into yes. health. Um, and obviously the weather really brings that out. But yeah, so he was here for six weeks and that's why Lauren and I were able to bond yes. so well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also like her boyfriend is someone that I've been friends with since I was at school at SDSU. So yeah. it was all just like adding another queen to the mix right. of like the friend group. So is he indirectly responsible for our friendship or do we think it's a Sauvignon Blanc that's responsible <laughs> it's actually the waitress no, <laughs> it's the waitress who told us to share a bottle it's, um, it is the, honestly yeah I mean well I'm like backtracking it like yeah. also guys everyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm not good at telling stories in a sequential order so we're gonna Neither. backtrack and I remember walking into the room and I knew everyone at this dinner yeah and then I was like looking at Leetal and I was like oh my god she's so cute but I'm like I literally was like, who are you? Like, I, I'm pretty sure I said that to you. Like, something like that. Yeah. But in a nice way. Yeah. Like, in a funny way. A very, like, direct, yes. like, 
what are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> but I was also, because I was like, yeah, I know the people here besides you. And um, one thing, I don't know if you knew, but I wasn't actually supposed to be at that dinner. I just like yeah. was with the friends that we were with because it was like a work dinner. Like right. it was to right. celebrate him. Um, his new job. Yes. Right. His new job and everything. So yeah, it was all of his past co-workers who had been in, living in the area so then yeah i wasn't even technically supposed to i didn't i was not planning on being there and right. i literally like walked in and was like surprise i'm the surprise right <laughs> one of his friends in the car called and was like i have a, a surprise guest who's coming yes and he had no idea who it was gonna be and obviously i had no idea yes so it was obviously a, a lovely surprise yes and also <laughs> just like i don't know one of those things where i feel like it's I don't know, maybe like fate, but fate's not like really the word. But I agree, like, yeah. if I wasn't there and we didn't share like that bottle yeah. of wine, like, I think obviously we would have been friends eventually. But like, that really was like a bonding thing. Yeah. And also, like, something we'll get into later is that it really gave us more confidence to post on TikTok and yeah. to be less afraid of like the right. ego or like the judgment, whatever. So. I'm still very grateful and like yeah. really, really, truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And that was one of those moments and yeah. we met because of it. No, it really is. And we can talk about this more later, but I think something that I was recently talking to one of my friends um, about was just like the idea of making new friends when you're older. Um, I wouldn't say I'm old. I mean, 23, I think more like post-grad making new yes. friends it's a very exhausting thing. It's like you're in college and you're constantly surrounded by all of your friends. Like people the same age as you just yeah, in general, like, literally next door and you don't really have to put much effort in. Like you're just constantly surrounded by people and you, it's, I mean, I feel like past like freshman or sophomore year, you're not really making new friends. Um, like you kind of have already solidified your friend group and I think post-grad is a very, it can be a really depressing time. Like you're 100%. all of a sudden you're either living at home or you're moving to a new city and like you don't have like that support system around you. And I think at least for me, like I have a lot of really important people in my life that I've been friends with since like preschool even or high school or college. And in a way, sometimes I feel like I don't need to add more people to my life or I don't feel like it because it's exhausting to me because I have those people. But especially when you're in a new place, like when I was here for six weeks, like I wanted to branch out and I wanted to meet new people. But as social as I am, like I would consider myself an extrovert and I love, you know, meeting new people and talking to new people. And at the same time, like really being vulnerable with people and like opening up about your life it's exhausting and it's scary and I was recently talking to someone about this like sometimes I feel like I don't really want to put in the effort to meet new people or to like you know start from scratch but and I know this sounds so cheesy so just bear with me but I feel like when I met you like it just clicked so well yeah and it was just like I feel that way instantane too. <laughs> like it was just comfortable and it felt right and like I remember that day we went to Wind and Sea. Um, we went to this like really beautiful beach in San Diego and we just like laid out and like tanned and we just, you know, talked about life and things that we'll probably touch on in this podcast. But it just felt so like right and comfortable. Yeah. And what I was saying to a friend was like, you're like that person in my life that I've met that I'm like, yeah, I can, you know, see we're gonna, you know, obviously still get to know each other more and more, but I could like you're kind of like one of those like support system people in my life now yeah 
then I'm Happy like, okay, to be here. yeah, like it's it's nice because like I said, like it's hard. It's like hard to make new friends as a I guess adult. But oh yeah, I when mean, it's right, it's, like, it's right. You yes, know, yeah. If anything, it's like exciting when yeah. you like meet a new friend who like has the same I don't know like morals as yeah. you or like I don't know you share the same religion or like cultural upbringing right. or. I don't know, like mentality when it comes to certain topics. I don't right. know. You know, we have very similar values, I yes. think. And that's why we also just kind of like connected on a much deeper level. And I think that like oftentimes when you're, you know, post-grad, it's like you meet people through work or you meet people at, I don't know, like a workout studio. And it's like, sometimes those people are friends that you can, you know, go out with or go take a workout class with or go grab coffee with. And they're fun to be around, but they don't, really you know it's not on this like deep level and I feel like when you have too many of those friends that are kind of I hate saying surface level friends because I don't want those to have a negative connotation because I think it's fine to have friends different kinds of friends right for like different, different for different things 100 yes. percent like it's fine to have friends that you just want to like go out with or just and wanna, they're fine with that too right they're fine with that too there's different levels of friendship yes but if you have too many it's like the like too many quality cooks in the kitchen quantity. right oh. if you have too many <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> or like, that yeah right but when you have too many of those just like fun friends that you can you know you can't like actually be vulnerable with or show your weaknesses or cry with like it's a very lonely feeling yes you know and I think that that's why it's obviously really nice to have those deep connections you know wherever wherever you are in life 100% yeah and also being open to those connections because I don't know it's scary to be in a new place yeah Um, even if you know like a couple people it's still like those people are not your everything for every situation you know those are not the I don't know or at least like in my life I feel like you shouldn't put all that on like one individual person right um so yeah I don't know just it's scary like especially when you meet new people like explaining like it's like how do you explain like who you were when you were in elementary school who you were in middle like it's hard to like you know explain your whole like life when they weren't there right when they weren't there and, and that's why it's like nice sometimes to have like those friends from high school or friends whatever from college because you can already kind of you don't have to explain everything to them they kind of already know those stories they get it so yeah that's yes 100 percent. so that brings us to the topic of this episode and uh the topic that we really discussed um when prepping for this episode and like deciding what we wanted to chat about besides that long intro (laughs) which I hope you loved um it's literally it's literally I can't guys I can't even like with myself sometimes okay so the theme of this episode is choosing yourself first always and removing anything that no longer serves you yeah that's also why I think like Lita was the perfect person for this because she literally is about to make all these life changes that she's just gonna grow from and freaking bloom from and I don't know you're already so incredible now so (laughs) I just can only I no, I can't imagine like because whatever not expectations but whatever I think you're gonna grow to you're gonna literally go above and beyond that so there's no like I don't even have it because it's beyond what I can even think of thank you (laughs) so I wanted to talk to you about how how like your process of everything is going and um just kind of like the decisions that 
Well, okay. So maybe I'll like share mine first. Yeah. Um, I think for me where this topic of choosing yourself really comes up for me is when I made the decision to commit to San Diego State University when I was 18 and I committed to the university without even visiting it. Hmm. And it had everything that I had been wanting at the time on paper without me seeing it. And it was in beautiful San Diego. So I was like, fuck it. I'll commit here. Like, I remember choosing between, like, I'm from Vegas, um, for anyone who doesn't know. And um, I remember choosing between either basically going to school in Nevada, whether it was UNLV, Las Vegas, or if it was Reno, and it had all the scholarships, all the things, I would have gone to school for basically free. Wow. But instead of doing that, sorry, parents, uh, <laughs> I decided to go to San Diego State uh, University and pay out-of-state tuition, which was swell. I'm sure we, they love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure one of the reasons that helped me to get in was because I was out-of-state. Um also, like coming into SDSU, I was coming in as a general business major. And in 2014, when I was a freshman, that was the first time they had that emphasis from the business major, which doesn't seem like an emphasis to me because an emphasis would be like marketing or finance or accounting, not general business. It sounds like you're just making it more general, but whatever. <laughs> we made it and it did the things. It did, it served its purpose. And that was to get me to SDSU. So, I feel like that was like one of the main core memory parts of my life so far where I was deciding to choose myself and I could have gone the easier, not the easier, but I could have gone a different route where maybe it would have cost me like less money or I wouldn't have any debt or blah, blah, blah. But I felt like if I was going to stay in state for college, then I was just going to experience high school part two. Yeah. And with Nevada, there's only two freaking universities in the whole state. So, um, yeah, either you were going to Reno or UNLV. So I was just like, no, that's not happening. I also grew up in L.A. till I was 10, then moved to Vegas, did all that. Um, so I'd always been coming back to California, back to L.A. to visit like old childhood friends and whether that was in Redondo Beach where I grew up to all extent, like I said, or if I was in like West LA visiting friends who, I don't know, lived on the West side. Yeah. Um, all of that, like it was really me always wanting to come to California no matter like what chance I got. Like I knew that I needed to be in California. I just was unsure, I guess, like until I got into SDSU, like how I was going to do that, how I was going to come back to SDSU. I mean, sorry, come back to California. So, um, city life guys, sorry if you hear the noise. Um, <laughs> LMA, I'm like, it's like the morning toast when they're like <laughs> the sirens. Um, it really, it really adds to the plot. Oh yeah. She thickens. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, that was like literally the first time I was like, no, I'm not going to do what is easier. I'm going to yeah. challenge myself. And like total, total transparency. The first day of moving into the dorms, my bed was like, my mattress was like fucked up. Sorry, yeah. sorry, dad. Sorry, I told you I wouldn't say that word as much. I know you're listening. <laughs> so my bed was messed up and it literally like sunk to one side. Oh. So when you would lay on it, it would like 
the right side would like sink to the floor yeah and you're like what like this is yeah and you're yeah. like i'm i'm transferring like i can't do this oh girl <laughs> that wasn't even an option you know what i did i learned how to cry in silence wow <laughs> i'm serious I'm so serious. It's, I think it's a pretty um, relieving feeling to be able to cry in silence, cry in your pillow on your bed. <laughs> oh, girl. I was, no, like, I was just laying there crying in silence, like, not making mm-hmm. a noise. I was, because my roommate was there. Like, yeah. I had one roommate. Yeah. And luckily, our dorm wasn't, like, it was a closet, but not the tiniest closet in the university. Okay. So, it was, like, we still had, like, a bathroom that we shared with, like, two other people, like, en suite type of shit, not communal. Yeah. Um, so, it was, like, a good amount of space, but it still wasn't, like, if I started crying or, like, making noise, like, she would hear me and probably be concerned. And, like I said, it was the first day of being, like, dropped off at college. And, like, that's not the type of, like, energy I was trying to bring right. to this new opportunity for myself. But that was something that I went through that was really 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 hard and um I remember seeing my parents the next day because there was like a convocation thing or whatever where like the school I don't know I think it's for like the parents and like everyone to make everyone feel better about the transition and everything if I'm being honest um it makes no one feel better about the no you're literally just like hey what am I doing I think (laughs) once you're finished with your story I think we need to talk about how people just put this unrealistic expectation that college is just gonna be this like magical time oh 100 we'll, we'll get, we'll get after because yes. i think it's important for anyone who's listening who's like about to you know be in college or is going through that so definitely. we'll touch on that definitely um i mean so yeah that was like the the moment for me when i can remember like really like choosing myself yeah um but yeah I remember also like my first year no sorry my first semester of freshman year um I had come to the SDSU which I didn't know at the time was a party school I I literally was like oh it's like D1 sports fun and I didn't even know it was like the lesser D1 like it was not like Pac-10 it was Mountain West or whatever okay like the lesser D1 right like not D2 but the lesser D1 yeah I didn't know any of this. I did not come from a sports athletic family. We're all very like artsy, instrumental, like. But somehow you were like, people. I'm going to pick my college based on their ranking in sports. Well, it wasn't just that. It was that my, like my goal universities were UCLA or USC. Okay. And I really thought it was cool how like alumni would go to games and they had a lot of pride for their university and for their college and blah, blah, blah. And that's what I was looking for. Like sorry like the community and like that pridefulness right um so that's why I like also chose it like I was like oh it's a d1 like it's a good school it's in San Diego blah 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 blah, blah whatever um so yeah I came into SSU not knowing it was a party school but knowing it was a good school and um I when I was in high school I never drank never smoked never did anything never tried anything I was like literally nothing guys literally. Right. you imagine it? i did nothing uh, my parents were super strict and i just thought it was always easier to not go against them than to challenge them um i thought i'd get out like quicker or something <laughs> i don't know like i i don't know what i was thinking but i was just like it's easier to not challenge like what they were trying right. to like do especially if you're like really close to your parents and you yes. value them it's yeah i mean you don't I want love my parents. right i grew up as an only child even though i have like two older half brothers 
but didn't grow up with them so I grew up as an only child so my right. parents are like some of my best friends and like even to this day like yeah yeah like I love them um but yeah like they knew also that I wanted to be in California and all that stuff but um a little tangent so I went to SDSU and yeah literally first night they're like let's go to a frat party and I'm like what you're like what's a frat party yeah is there gonna be alcohol there literally I was like I I hadn't even drank alcohol like yeah I swear to you um I didn't even try drinking alcohol till my cousin came to visit she was in high school like a senior in high school and I dragged her to like a frat party but it was exciting for her because she was in high school yeah and um that was like the first time I ever drank and I drank like the shittiest like plastic tequila plastic tequila yeah I remember like freshman year of college like everyone just drank Svetka yeah it was like the plastic oh my god like the blue oh, raspberry Svetka, I mean, Svetka the strawberry Svetka. oh Girl, my Svetka's god Svetka's glass we're talking about plastic <laughs> plastic bottom of the shelf oh my gosh like, like the shittiest you can imagine and also like because I didn't come with all of this like experience from partying and doing all that stuff in high school, I literally learned my tolerance very fast. I, but yeah, like everything was literally, every experience was so new. Um, I remember going to my first frat party with like people who, who like lived on my same floor. And um, I was in the dorms with all the freshman athletes. So okay. um, I remember going with like, so on my floor, it was the female rowers, maybe some baseball, maybe some soccer, but definitely football. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> football guys were my favorite. They were so nice. Um, <laughs> they're just like huge teddy bears, honestly, right. walking around the dorm and you're just like, you guys are cool. But yeah, so um, remember going to this frat party, walking into this house and it was like a fucking sauna. And I was like, what? Like the basement of the frat house. Oh, no, 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 girl. This is the West Coast. We don't have basements. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm, I'm still learning it's so okay. many things it's about okay. the West Coast. She's new here. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This is what we're all here for, to learn. So it's okay. But yeah, there was literally, imagine just like, I don't know. It was like a one-story house from what I'm remembering right I, now. I can imagine what it like. Looks a small like. Yeah. one-story house. Like sardines. Yes. Beer on the floor. Yes. Just floor sticky sticky like your shoes yes. like sticking to the ground like you can barely move yeah i feel like even though i'm from the east coast i feel like it's all it's all a pretty universal yes. scent and yes. feeling of just pure disgust frat, <laughs> frat partiness and yeah so i remember doing that and i was just like what am i doing You're here like, i'm not in nevada anymore no <laughs> and literally i remember like facetiming one of my like friends right i mean i was like freshman year still freshman year first semester freshman year and being like I need to transfer like this school is not for me like I don't party blah 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 like I I remember just like crying 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 just being like what the I need to get out of here like this is like so not for me like I never partied it's like not the culture I'm part of blah 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 but I don't know how it happened I feel like it was probably because my cousin came to visit me and that's when I like went out for the first time and Starting second semester, I started partying and, like, getting into all this Having stuff. Having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Having fun, exploring, like, who I was as a person and, like, all of that. I don't know. Yeah. Literally just so much exploration because, I don't know, like we were talking about before, you're plopped into this place and you're forced to, like, find yourself and no one knows what that means. Yeah. No one does. Yeah. How do you, do you think that 
And it's hard to say, but do you think that if you had stayed in Nevada and went to college closer to home, like how do you think your life would be today if you were, if you stayed there and didn't make this jump to move to California? Um, I think it still would have been like, I don't know. So for me, I'm always like, I'm the type of person where I believe that I can be anywhere in the world and I could make light of it and like make, make a good life for myself. You know what I mean? Like really make the best of it and like all that. So I think it still would have been like a great time. I think I just maybe wouldn't have felt, I don't know, like all the different challenges that I went through by being at a school out of state and I mean, I'd never lived in San Diego before. Like, I have, like, I don't know, like, one of my aunt's family lives in, like, Carlsbad. Okay. But, like, I don't have family in San Diego. There was Diego. no connection here. No. Right. Like, a lot of my family is in L.A. Um, or, like, my parents in Vegas. Yeah. So, and doing that when you're 18, I mean, I'm sure, were you 17 or 18 to college? Like, yeah. Going to a place where you don't have any support system is really, really, really scary, especially when, like, when you're 18, like, you don't really know yourself. Like, you're learning so much about yourself. Like, you're so kind of used to living at home and being sheltered by your parents. Being taken care of. Yeah. Someone does grocery shopping for you. Yeah. Someone cooks for you. Going to college, and I, although college is, like, kind of, like, a bubble or, like, a false reality, I mean, in so many ways, it's not. It's, like it's that's scary and to yeah. do that when you're that young it's I mean it's amazing that you did that like yes but also I think like now that I think about it I kind of just went into it with like the mentality that like I didn't have any choice yeah like sorry so it was just like the mentality of like like I said like I had gotten into schools in Nevada I got yeah. into like U of A and then SJCU in Santa Cruz So I was choosing between those. So I was like, no, this sounds best. And with everything that was happening in, I don't know, just like family and all that stuff, I was excited to be close enough to family in LA, but far enough where I could create my own life and like my own experience and not have the pressure of needing to be somewhere all the time or on the weekends or blah, 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 whatever. Um, you were able to be present in like where you were yes because you didn't have the option to just drive an hour and go home like I did yeah yeah I didn't I literally didn't like it's like an hour flight or like a five hour drive right so um and when you're close with your parents like I don't know if it was like this for you but for me like I would always you know call my parents when I was feeling anxious or when I was feeling sad or needing something and they were like my crutch for so long And like when you're when you have that relationship with your parents and you're far away, when you deal with those things, when you're dealing with depression or anxiety or something happening, like you can't just call them. They can't just drive and pick you up like it's a really, really scary and lonely feeling. So how did you like how did you deal with that when you were dealing with things? Um, I had a lot of moments of like you said, feeling lonely. Um, And also like thinking I made the wrong decision, but also like, like literally figuring out who my friends were. Yeah. And like, as I got closer and closer to finding those people, it made the experience 
better and more comfortable and instead of thinking like they left me here yeah that um like it's an opportunity for me to find myself for me to learn what I want like learn who I want to be what I want to do like all of that type of stuff because also um one of the huge things for me that helped was going to Hillel like totally totally transparent like honest like no bullshit like no I'm just like (laughs) not sponsored not not sponsored sponsored, um (laughs) wait you know you know what to do (laughs) and I remember her reaching out to me on Facebook messenger and just asking me to get a coffee and at the time I was so just like off put by I don't know Judaism I don't know yeah like I feel bad saying that, but it's like at the time, that's what it was. And I had come from an environment where one, I didn't like Nevada. I didn't always get along. I didn't feel like aligned with like the mentality, the attitude of the people in Nevada. Like, I don't know. It just like I even to this day, like I think I mean, like I have some like friends on Instagram from high school but like none that I talked to like yeah that I'm like stayed super super close with blah 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 like any right. of that and that's completely fine oh yeah, yeah. oh I'm I'm yeah. not mad about it um yeah. <laughs> but um yeah I don't know it was just I don't know like so she made she messaged me on Facebook and she was like get a coffee with me and I was or <laughs> she was not like, get a coffee she's like coffee would, date yeah she was yeah. like would you like to get a coffee with me? <laughs> you're like you have to yeah. get coffee with me <laughs> yeah I was like wait that sounds like aggressive <laughs> you're like um, as long as it's Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> I mean they had it on campus um <laughs> another reason not to transfer <laughs> literally um but yeah so I remember replying to her and be like no I'm not interested like I did the whole thing I went to Hebrew school I had my apartment spot I did all the freaking things that they made they pushed me into it was never like I wanted to do this it was a choice like it was like you're gonna go and you're gonna do it you're gonna have this apartment spot and then after that like it's kind of up to you yeah so then that's the mindset I was coming from when I came to SDSU I was like no I'm good stay away from me like I already had to endure like all of that all those experiences, not saying that any of them were bad or negative, just that they were, I don't know, like it's, like when I lived in California, I went to a Chabad, and then when I moved to Vegas, went to a conservative temple. Okay. So for me, I would say I'm more like reform, if not like secular. Okay. Um, And my mom's Catholic. Okay. So there's like a bit of disconnect with, like, I didn't grow up having Israeli friends or, like, I didn't know what Israeli scouts was. Like, I don't know. I didn't know what birthright yeah. was. Like, all these different things. I didn't know what March of the Living was. Like, I literally was not surrounded by the people that I surrounded myself at SDSU. So, I was coming into SDSU literally with this, like, very off-putting, like, vibe. And I was just, yeah. like, stay away from me. Yeah. Like, I, I think a lot of people are like that. 100%. Especially some people who like went to Jewish day school their whole yes. lives. It's like sometimes when you go to college, it's like you want to just be everything that's not your past self. Yes. Like you just want like to be a different person and you want to try new things. And like, you're like, why you like reject that whole like Judaism thing or the, you know, yeah. Shabbat and all that. Stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So it always comes back to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we said, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So yeah so eventually she broke me down and I agreed to get a coffee with her and she's like yeah come to the Hillel building like it just got 
it just opened like brand new building in 2014 like was so lucky that I was the freshman class that got to experience it and have it for my whole college career but yeah I remember literally walking to the building there was like it was earlier in the school year so people were still figuring out their stuff and I remember walking in there and I remember her wearing I'm like love you Claire I remember her wearing this literal like Brandy Melville like long maxi skirt and I knew that it was like Brandy Melville you know because I yeah. was like one of those bitches yeah What's we all we all were yeah you know, 100% brand chasers it's for sure literally but so I remember seeing that and I was like oh she like I liked her vibe and I was like oosh her outfit's cute and she knows Brandy Melville like okay and she does like Jewish things yeah. like it could be yeah and her energy more relatable like yeah queen claire um queen claire yes. don't know her but she sounds like a queen <laughs> oh yes um i love her so much um yeah so i went to hillel and had a coffee with claire and she sat me down at one of the tables there and um one i was like holy shit this building's so nice like this is for like the jewish people on campus like that's cool interesting yeah and then i remember like the biggest thing that stuck in my head and probably the thing that opened up that comfortability level of getting involved in Hillel was that Claire told me that Hillel was the place where you can come and you can be Jewish and be being Jewish to whatever that means to you. Yeah. Being your own kind of Jewish. Exactly. And that for me, I remember was so refreshing to hear because for like, as long as I had known, I'd gone to Hebrew school where um, like, for anyone who knows like the different like sects of Judaism, there's like different levels of being more religious, less religious, right, whatever. Being, levels of being observant. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I was always like I'm I was very I don't know. I was very I'm still a very curious person, as you always can tell and know. Um, but I was especially curious when I was younger and I would ask questions like <laughs> I remember being like, Who's Jesus? And they're like, we just don't know. Like, right. I, but you, you didn't know. Like, you didn't grow up no. around, you know, surrounded it was by other Jewish people. Curiosity. Yeah. It was true curiosity because my mom was Catholic, or she is Catholic, sorry. She is Catholic. And um, it was just, like, confusing. I was just like, what yeah. is happening? <laughs> um, But I remember them just, I don't, okay, maybe I don't remember as well. But either they, sh- they like ignored me and just kept on teaching the class or they said like we don't talk about that here I can't remember which one it was yeah um but it was like that so that was like the experiences that I had had. so then when I went to Hillel and heard Claire say that I was like holy shit like amazing yeah that's like I think subconsciously what I was wishing for the whole time I was in Hebrew school also because I'm half Filipino half Jewish so it's like I was always I always stuck out. Yeah. And till I went to college, I didn't even know what the word Sephardic meant. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that there was like, like, obviously I knew there was like Jewish people who were Moroccan or this or that, but I didn't know that like the different like traditions within Judaism. And also like, I would say that I grew up like surrounded by like majority, if not only Ashkenazi Jews. Yeah. So that's all I knew. Right. Yeah. So that Which, I mean, we can tell people what Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi oh, yeah. Jews are mostly from like the European um, countries, whereas, you know, like Sephardic and Mizrahi Jews are from like Morocco, from Israel, from like Iran, Jordan, um, right? All those different, all like yes. Arab speaking, right? Those places. Yes. 
So, um, yeah, so that was like when I first got introduced to Hillel and then Claire was like, oh, well, we have high holidays here. We also do Shabbat, like blah, blah, blah. And because I was a freshman and like we've discussed, I had no support system locally yeah. and any of that. I was like, what the hell? Like, I will celebrate Rosh Hashanah for my parents. I was like, I'll do this for them. I'll do this for my grandma, who it's really important to her. And at the time she lived in Orange County. So I guess she was the closest support system I had. Um, a uh, like um versus like the family i had in la so i was just like whatever i'll go to this high holiday situation um it was the beginning of the school year i went to rosh hashanah and it was really nice i was like wow i feel out of place naturally but because yeah. it was a new environment new community new city but i felt some kind of connectedness mm-hmm to the point of like familiarity yes yeah exactly comfort exactly right. exactly so yeah i ended up doing that and then i remember claire telling me that there was like shabbat and stuff so then um she ended up connecting me with two of the girls who lived in my dorm but on a different floor and they were jewish and they were going to shabbat so she told me to connect with them we exchanged numbers blah 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 and then I walked over to the Hillel building from our dorm with them. So that was also like the experiences I was getting in the beginning. And then I would say the next decision where I chose myself like in that before, yeah. um, was when I decided to go on birthright. And that was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was sophomore year in December. OK. Yeah. So December 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah. Long time ago. You're old. I'm 26. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 2015? That was like ages ago. Right? I don't even I mean, remember I graduated it. in 2014. <laughs> wow. Okay, but at least we're not the people who like graduated college in 2014, okay? <coughs> I'm like choking. Because <laughs> um, I just feel so bad for them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> plot twist she's a bitch <laughs> I'm just kidding. um yeah but yeah like literally i remember my parents it was the first time i had ever traveled outside the country besides like canada and mexico okay and my parents were so scared they're scared shitless my dad had been to israel when he was younger um for kind of like a youth trip or something when he okay. was like i think 18 yeah so i mean they didn't like, have birth right back exactly then, but there was Definitely but my dad like, grew up in like New York, so right. it was more like normalized. Like, through, like their synagogues, yes. like right, like USY, exactly. those, USY, right, right. Yeah, it yeah. was like USY on wheels or something. Right. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he had been to Israel, and he was like, "Yeah, of course," but also like a little worried about like the political situation going right. on and like what's happening. Is it safe? Blah blah blah. And I remember telling my mom like that I was going. And she was just like freaked out. And I just was like, I'm going like I this is a free trip to Israel. I've never been. And literally um, that trip changed my life. Wow. Yeah. Like a thousand percent. Like I remember the chills right now. Literally. I'm like, (laughs) I I really it truly. I remember um, when we were in Svat and that's when we did the part of birthright where people who hadn't had bar and bat mitzvahs were able to do a small ceremony, um, like a birthright version of it. Um, and I remember being in Svat and everyone had those ceremonies and blah, blah, blah. I already had my bat mitzvah. So I was like, I'm just going to watch and take yeah. photos of people. Um, and 
I remember that ceremony finishing. I remember getting up, looking out the window and we were at like in a building that was like, I don't know, the top floor or the whatever the building, but it's like spot. So it's like two floors. Yeah. <laughs> Three floors max. And <laughs> high rise. Yeah. <laughs> For spot. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, well, spots so high up anyways. Yeah. You know? right. So I remember looking outside these windows and then literally bawling balling i just lost it i lost it and i remember claire who staffed my trip with also my israel fellow at the time love you girl um that i remember her coming over to me and just like holding me and i was just like sobbing like a baby in her like arms and she was like what's happening like is everything okay and i was just like i've never felt i'm gonna like cry oh my god i've never i'm gonna cry i literally was like i never felt more like a moment more right than that like i never had ever felt more i can't even like put into words like like i was supposed to be there and it was right and nothing had ever felt so right like that in my life yeah yeah it's like this feeling of feeling like you're at home when you're in israel and i think like despite your previous connection to your Judaism or like your knowledge of Israel, regardless of any of that, like when you get off that El Al plane and you walk down that ramp in Israel and it you, says welcome home. It's like just that this feeling too, of too. like I did it. Like I'm here. Yes. I'm with my people. Yes. Like regardless if you speak Hebrew or or whatever, it's like you just it's like you yeah. can feel like that you energy feel, in the air. Yeah, you feel that energy and you just it's like you're surrounded with like 30 other students who are also on this, you know, like journey with you. And it's just, it's like a very surreal feeling and it's emotional. It's 100%. not, I think a lot of people sign up for birthright being excited to have like a free fun trip with their friends, fun trip to just go explore and go hiking and go on the beach but like you quickly realize that like it's so what much you more learn about yourself on that trip is just like the most special thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's every trip you go on, you learn something new about yourself. And I think it's just I mean, it's incredible. It's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's also like this feeling that like I feel like a lot of Jewish people can identify with this emotion where something feels like it's missing in your soul and yeah. the moment you're in Israel it feels complete like yeah. that part that's missing yeah it, it's filled yeah and I think that's also where a lot of the emotions come from because it's not a feeling you feel often because as Jews living in a mostly Christian Catholic whatever right. country like like obviously we're free to like pray and like do what we yeah. want to do as Jews but it's not the same when the people surrounding you just don't understand. Yeah, it's it's like when people wish you Merry Christmas or I remember You're like, like it's actually Happy Hanukkah. Or it's like I know? would always right or it's like I would always have to like take off for the second night of Rosh Hashanah or like I was I remember or like, like why wouldn't the school give like yeah. they gave me homework or they put a test on that day and right. it's like but it's a Jewish like high holiday like right. come on like that's not fair. Right. And also just side point like yeah. When I would go to school on the high holidays, I would have the worst day ever. Right. It's like the universe was literally, God, Hashem, was literally like, you fucked up. <laughs> you weren't supposed to go to school and you knew it. Yeah. It's supposed to be a temple. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's like you can surround yourself with, you know, I think a lot of my friends are Jewish and it's like, I'm definitely, you know, I grew up in a very like, you know, an area where there was a lot of Jewish people and a big Israeli community. But when you leave that bubble, you realize like how small the Jewish population actually is. And when you're in Israel, it's just you feel like you're home. You feel like with, you're with your mishpacha, like yes. your family. It's just like... Even this, if you don't know yeah, those people, it's different. The culture is different. The, it's like this feeling of like, it's just like... Happy to be alive. Right. And Truly. everyone's a family and you we care about each other. And it's like... Even if it's your neighbor. And you don't have to like pretend. You don't mm-hmm. have to feel... You don't feel singled out, especially for me. And I mean, like, I, my name, like I remember growing up no one ever knew how to pronounce my name and I think that I would always just kind of like brush it down I was like I would laugh at like haha like it's fine they don't know how to pronounce my name like my teachers would call me little like and people would laugh and make jokes and I think that it's just like I always buried it because I didn't want to you know felt that shame like I always I, I don't know I grew up feeling like so insecure about my name and I honestly like hated my name for the longest time because I always wished that my name was like, I don't know, like Lauren or Hannah. Like you, and it's easier. It's easier to pronounce. Like more like American. Something more like that blends in, and like something yeah. that like people wouldn't like question me and laugh at or whatever. Like wouldn't give special attention to yeah, it. Yeah, and like I was, I just remember like hating it. I was like, why? Like I feel so like just weird. Like truthfully, and like whenever I was in Israel, I was like, it was like this breath of fresh air I was like I don't have to pretend anymore I don't have to tell Starbucks that my name is Hannah because it just takes too long for them to spell it like Mm -hmm. I was like yeah like I'm home my name's Lee Tall like it's normal I'm like it's just this feeling of like oh I don't have to pretend to be someone who I'm not and now like I definitely have you know grown from it we like were ever pretending when we are in like college and and now and all that it's just a different feeling it's of not being pretending, in a, right yeah. it's the not feeling of just yeah it's this feeling of just like not, coming home yeah and like just I don't know for me like I wasn't really accepting exactly who I was because I was just trying to blend in I feel like with everyone else I mean now it's it's very different but like I feel like at the time like the cool thing to do was to be like everyone else, right? Like the cool thing to do was to wear Abercrombie and Hollister and have that little logo on the back of your shorts and like dress like everyone else and just blend in. And like, I felt that I could never blend in because my name was so different. And yeah, like going back to your point, I feel like that's why, you know, Israel has just always been so special. It's just like, yeah, we're here. We're, life's good. Things are good. We can breathe. Yes. (laughs) But- So, yeah, so you were talking about birthright. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, like, just to quickly wrap that up. Yeah. Um, I went on birthright December 2015. And then I basically went to, or I'm like, I think, yeah. I'm just going to go with it. I basically went to Israel every single break yeah. afterwards. Like, yeah. literally every summer break, every winter break, I looked for different, like, trips to go on. Like, because when you're a student, a lot of things are subsidized. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that or take advantage of those opportunities while you're a student and the ability to travel and grow and learn from these experiences um, when you just seek out those opportunities. Yeah. Um, you advocate for yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. And 100%. I think that's like another thing that's so special about it's It's almost like we're like selling birthright right now. Um, birthright sponsor us. Literally. I mean, like <laughs> we, don't, we don't have to sell it, though, you know, no, because but I like, think, right. Oh, wait, like, yes, it probably sounds like we are. But like 
you can speak to so many people who have had yeah. amazing experiences, different experiences, whatever. But I feel like no matter what, like everyone takes something away from birthright. Something, right. Whether it's, you know, just coming back and having great pictures on your phone mm-hmm. or coming back and realizing that you want to make Aliyah and you want to move to Israel or coming back and realizing that you want to support Israel. I mean, whatever that is to you. I mean, it you know not everyone has the same experience um but I think like you said that's something that's so special about it is like you come home and it's like you feel so inspired you want to go back like you're like when when's the next trip I can do when can I go back 100% and that's how impactful it really is which is just I I think is amazing oh yeah and And I I know we're both you know gonna be in Israel soon staffing a trip um I think it's gonna be really exciting to see you know how our participants like what their experiences are and how they view things and how they connect to their judaism and kind of being a part of their story while also not you know forcing any emotions or feelings on them and really letting them have their own experience i think it's forming their own opinions right really it's gonna be amazing just to kind of watch that through their eyes yeah yeah i think it's gonna be really impactful for us for sure a hundred percent um so for me i'm like lucky that this is my second time that i'm about to staff so i've staffed before but when i staffed it was 2019 so it was right before the pandemic yeah and so now i'll be doing it post not post pandemic but yeah close to the end pandemic question mark this pandemic Um, has it's like has it been five years has it been two years maybe 10 maybe i feel like so much has changed so that's also why i'm like so excited to go back and also just to be in israel like yeah israel freaking grows and changes every day like there's always every time i visited even though it was like every couple months when i was in school there was always something new to see always something changing new buildings (laughs) new restaurants yeah new this new that like or maybe they like renovated something or whatever you know or like there's a new cool beach bar to go to and blah 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 and hang out at and it's a really incredible place yeah it's gonna be a fun summer oh for sure yeah no we love israel so much so 